Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church. Merry Christmas. It's snowing-ish, it feels Christmassy. Who's done with their Christmas shopping? Raise their hand. Nine more days and you're done. That was not many of you <laughs> at all. Oh my goodness, so raise your hand. Who's not done? Yeah, that's way more, Wow. Okay, who has not even started at all? Wow, wow, glad I don't live at your house. Oh my goodness. Did you not know it was coming? It's like, it's, it's coming. Oh, every single year. Okay, just, just a little word to you, you have nine more days. But honestly, it, it, it's not like it's that big of a rush, because really, you could probably be done Christmas shopping before you leave church today, right? I mean, you could just get out your phone, take a couple things. That's not a suggestion, but... <laughs> It doesn't take that long anymore. You don't have to run around to absolutely everything. But we're going we're to talk about Christmas, and we're going to talk about some gifts this morning. Before we start that, I do want to mention one thing, is we are going to kick off as a, thank you so much, we're going to kick off as a church next year, 2020, with prayer and fasting. And we did this last year, we're going to do it again, and so the last Sunday of December. We're going to teach on fasting. If you've never done that before, if you've done it before, just kind of a, a quick overview of the what, the when, the how, the spiritual discipline. And then we're going to move into 2020 as a church, and we're going to fast. Start, take the first of the year, give it to God, because we know that for this to be the best year, for next year to be the best year it can be, we need God to be at the center of it. And we need, if we want it to be everything that it can, we need to do that first. We'd love to have you join us for that. But that's next year. And Christmas is nine, ten days away. Let's talk a little bit about Christmas, about some of those gifts. I like giving gifts. I have, I have tons of fun with it. But like, to, to the point that I don't want to give a gift that you want, I want to give a gift that I want to give you that you want. Okay, I want you to want. It's not like I want to give somebody something that they don't want. That's, that's, that's lame. Has anybody ever done that, though? Like, like you give a gift, and you are excited to give it. And you give it to them, and they were just, not, they weren't near excited enough. Just raise your hand. Like, they did not get excited enough when I did. Yes! Oh, my goodness. We did that. It wasn't actually a Christmas gift one year, but we had some friends. Uh, they got married, and they were big into backpacking, like, like majorly. Like, they went backpacking on their honeymoon. I don't know. That's how much they like backpacking. They were like, this is what we do. They loved it. And I was like, I know what we need to get these guys. I'm like, they're going to love this. We're going to get them an epic water filter for hiking. So you don't have to, because who wants to carry water when you're hiking? You want to take a little bit of it. You can't carry as much as you need for the whole trip. So we got to just, just super, super awesome filter everything. Like throw it in a mud puddle with car oil and gasoline and like crystal clear mountain fresh water comes out. Like it was amazing. Okay, super nice. And not only that, but it was also really light. I was really excited to give it to them. It was like way too expensive, but they were our good friends. I'm like, yes, we're going to give this to you. So we give them this gift. And I was so pumped. I'm like, I can't wait to get a picture of them on some awesome, epic camping, hiking, way out wherever trip, and they're going to have this filter, and it's going to be amazing. And nothing. Like for a couple of weeks, and I'm like, oh. I'm like, well, maybe, 
maybe I sent it to the wrong address or something. Like, did, did something happen? So I go online and I look and I'm like, no. They even signed for it. Like, they've got it. And nothing. And it was like weeks later and still nothing. And then months later, still nothing. And it's been like 14 years and still nothing. <laughs> I'm like, come on. I put way too much into this for this not to happen. I have no idea what happened to this thing. No clue. But it was a gift. I was so excited to give, and I don't know if they ever used it. I have no clue. But I wonder if there's not some people in this room who have some gifts that they've been given that they're not using. And I'm not talking about the gifts that go under the tree. We did have that one year. One year where we get all done with all of the Christmas, everything, and my mom's like, wait, some of you didn't get all, all, all of the presents. You didn't get all of the presents, which really isn't uncommon. She says that quite a lot because she hides things all over the house and then she forgets where she puts them. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm dead serious. It's been that way ever since I was a little kid, probably because as a kid, my favorite thing to do was to sneak around the house and find them, <laughs> right? And then you kind of like you peek and you undo it a little bit and see what's in it. And you're like, I know, right? So, so she started hiding these. Well, we weren't even that little of kids, and she's like, wait, we're missing something, which you're like, so find it. Well, the other thing that we do at my house or at, at my parents' house growing up is when you unwrapped a present, you'd take the, the wrapping paper and you'd make it into like a, a snowball, and you would pack it as tight as you possibly could, and you'd throw it at your brother's face. Like, that's just what we did. And then eventually, they'd get to my dad, and my dad would take them, and he'd throw them in the fireplace. And so mom's looking all around for this, and she's like, it's a small something. And we're like, oh, I don't know. We, we never found it. She's like, I think you guys burned it. We're like, what was it? She's like, no, I'm saving it for next year. I'll give it to you next year. I don't know. So I still don't know what it was. I have no idea. And that was maybe four or five years ago. No, that was like in 2010. That was a long time ago. Anyways, it was a present. I still don't even know what it is. But I do think that there may be some people here who have some gifts that they have never used. You've never used them. And when I say gifts, you might think, well, no, no, I, I don't have a gift. But the truth is this, 1 Corinthians 7, 7, this is what I'm talking about. 1 Corinthians 7, 7 says this, I wish that all of you were as I am, but each of you has your own gift from God. Every one of you has a gift from God. Now, I'm not talking about Jesus, his son, but you have a gift that God has given you. You might be sitting here saying, no, I don't. Yes, you do. It says every one of you. So turn to the person next to you and say, you have a gift. All right. Now turn to that person that you weren't quite so sure about, the other one, and tell them, you have a gift too. All right. That's what this says. Every one of you have a gift. Now, you might not know it. It might be sitting there dormant. You might not be using it, but every one of you has a gift. Every single one of you. A couple months ago, um, I was in the maintenance closet right back here, uh, back down the hallway that unless you're on the dream team, you probably don't walk down because we hide everything all back there. But I was, I was back there. It was after service. Uh, we had broken everything up and we we're kind of cleaning everything up and getting ready to get out of here. And the school uses these big 
trash cans, like the ones that you would wheel to the end of the driveway. You see when you drive down the road, they got the wheels on the back of it, the little flap lid. What are they, like 70 or 80 gallons, these huge things? And, and that's what we use back here too. So that was, it was full. And I go in there, and I don't remember who came in first, but Beck and I are both in there at the same time, and she's got this trash can. And she takes it to where you dump the trash. And the school has it kind of like built in. It's this compactor thing up. And it's about this high off the ground is the chute that you got to throw the bag in. And I go over there and she goes, will you help me? And I go, yeah, sure. And I look and she starts to take the bag and, and she's like starting to like, like lift it. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she goes, I got to get it in there. And I go, hold on. And I push the thing a little bit farther forward, and I step to the side, and I hit the up button on, on the trash can lift, because it's got this little lift, and the whole trash can goes, and then the trash just slides out, and Becca's eyes get about this big, and she goes, that's been there the whole time? It's been over a year, and Trina and I have been lifting up these trash bags and throwing them in there, and we get junk all over our nice clothes, and I'm like, why didn't you just use this? It just goes up and down. She's like, I had no idea. I go, what did you think that those little, like, claws sticking out were for? She goes, I don't know. It was like a year, over a year, that these poor girls, and like, you're like, some of you are like, that's your fault. Why didn't you tell them? I know. I didn't, I didn't know that I didn't know. It wasn't like I was hiding like after a year, I'll tell them. Like I wasn't doing that. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I might be, no, I just wasn't. Okay. I wasn't doing that. So, they didn't know. They were struggling to get this thing up there, having a pain, not looking forward to it, dreading having to get this trash can out and up and in there in these huge bags and it's getting on their clothes. But they didn't know. They had what they needed. They had this tool. It's built in. It's electric. You hit the button, and it makes the cool noise. All of it was there, but they didn't know. I think we, we can be that same way with the gifts that God's given us. Sometimes it's because we over-spiritualize it, because we think, well, I don't think I have a super spiritual gift, but here's what it says in Exodus, and I love this. Exodus 36, chapter 1. They're building the tabernacle. They're building the temple, the tabernacle, the tent uh, where God was going to be. And I love what it says here. Right in verse 1, it says, The Lord has gifted Bezalel and Ohuliab and other skilled craftsmen with wisdom and ability to perform any task involved in the building of the sanctuary. Let them construct and finish Furnace, excuse me, the tabernacle, just as the Lord had commanded. He's talking about a craftsman, tradesman. He says, and the Lord gifted them. I think sometimes we can over-spiritualize giftings. The things that, but God says, everything, everything that he's given you, every talent and ability that he's given you can be used to build the kingdom of God. Every single one of them. But so often, if we don't recognize that, we're going to ignore them. We're going to ignore the ability, the things that they can do. We'll just leave it there. But God has given you a gift. Maybe, maybe it's the gift of wrenching. You, you, you work on cars, and you, you, you can just fix it. You figure it out. My uncle is that way. 
And I'd work on a car. Anytime I ran into something, I'm like, I have no idea what to do. What do I do here? And I was always shocked by his answers. I really was. He'd come over. I'm like, I can't get this off. Uh, I had a wheel that wouldn't come off. I was changing my brakes. He's like, get a piece of wood, put it underneath there, use the power steering to pop the wheel off. And I'm like, why didn't I think of that? It was so simple. I got on, I'm like, I can't get this. He's like, get a hacksaw, cut it off. I'm like, it's going to break. He's like, it's already broken, just cut it off. <laughs> right? But he, he was the guy that you would go to. I, I knew what his gifts, maybe that's you. You have these gifts. People just come to you for, for fin- finance. Maybe it's financial wisdom. They come to you. They're like, hey, I need. And, and, and they ask you these questions. They're like, what about this? Maybe it's, it's generosity. And you just have that thing in you where you see a need, you meet a need. You, you just have to do it. Maybe, maybe it's hospitality. See, I think we can over-spiritualize these where we think, well, I don't like praying four hours a day. And, 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 and that, that's not my thing. Or I'm, I'm afraid to preach. Or I don't know you have a gift. Hospitality is a gift. In Romans, it talks about it. In Romans 12, it says, share with the Lord's people and practice hospitality. And honestly, I am convinced that more ministry happens in couches than pews and auditoriums. I really am. Because it's when people know how much we care that they care at all about what we have to say. And we show them that so well when we open up our homes and open up our lives to people. We were meant to be in community. We were not meant to go through life alone. God looked at Adam, the very, the absolute perfect man that he made, nothing wrong, and he's like, it's not good for him to be alone. We, we need relationship. We need people. And in fact, it talks about this in James 5, talking about how much we need other people. The Bible says, confess your sins to God and be forgiven. James 5 says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. I think too often we want to confess to God, be forgiven and healed. And God's like, you need another person involved in that healing. We want healing, we want freedom from that that thing. We We want to move on from it. And he's like, you need somebody involved in this. We need people. Hospitality is so great. I don't know what your gift is, but you can use it to build the kingdom of God. Maybe, maybe it's IT. Maybe that's your thing. You are a tech person. You just live, dream, sleep, everything. That's you. I'll never forget. I was out with a, a couple of guys. We were grabbing some lunch. And I look over at, at my friend, and he's just got this, like, he's gone. He's at the table, but he's not at the table look. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, he's got that look. And I'm like, Nathan, nothing. Nathan, still nothing. And I go, Nathan. And he goes, yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? And he goes, dead serious. He goes, I was thinking about network layering. And, and I just go, you're what? I'm like, we're at TGI Fridays trying to eat some food order. Like, what, what are you doing? But he is, he was, and he is an absolute uh, dork. Okay? <laughs> he is awesome. He is, he's an absolute nerd. He's a computer nerd, and, and he's the guy I go to. I'm like, something isn't working? I'm like, Nathan, you are the computer nerd. You are it. Help me. And he's like, oh, I got this. He's like, it's this, it's this. You didn't do this. What about this? And he's got it. That was when we were kids. Now it's his career, and then some, and he also uses it. He helps, other, he helps churches. 
He's helped us several times, and he's always telling me, hey, if you need something, let me know. You're having trouble with that? I can help with this, or you might need to do this. And sometimes he's like, no, you can't do that. Just go spend money. You just can't. I'm like, come on. I know you can make it work. He's like, no, you cannot do that. And I'm like, oh. But he's the one that I go to. But I love how he uses his gifts to help people. And there are spiritual gifts that each one of us are given, and do not neglect those. But there are so many more as well. Like he said, in Exodus, they're craftsmen, they're tradesmen, but they're using their gifts. They're using their gifts over and over. If, if I haven't met you before, one of the things I usually ask if I meet somebody at church is, well, how did you hear about Life West? How did you hear about us? And I cannot tell you how many times I have gotten the same answer or a version of this, this, this answer I'm about to share with you, which is... Brian Cruzel invited me. Now, Brian, I don't think is in here because I shared this in the first service. I didn't ask him then either because he would have said no. So, but I shared this in the, I say first service. We have a dream team service. There's Brian. <laughs> he's, abs- he's awesome. I've known Brian for a long time. We actually went to Bible college together. He's an absolute hoop, but he does drywall. And that, that's kind of like what he does. But I cannot tell you how many times I say, well, how did you hear about us? And they go, Brian Cruzel, he did some drywall for me, and he invited me to church. And I'm like, what? That's great. Another time, same, I asked the same question. Well, how did you hear about us? And they said, oh, um, my sister knows Brian and Megan's next-door neighbors, and so somehow we got invited. I'm like, what? How, how did that connection come through? How did that happen? How'd that happen? Now, I don't know if you've met Brian yet, but Brian is an absolute riot. Like, I don't know who doesn't want to talk to Brian. He's always smiling. He's always having fun. It, it is a ton. He's a ton of fun. But he, he installs drywall, and he invites more people to church, honestly, than anybody else I know. And it's not, and I say that because so often we think, well, this is, the, this is my corner, or this is my church thing, or this is my God thing, and then this is, this is the rest of my life, or this is the career, or this is what I do over here. But the truth is, the gifts that God's given us, when we invite him to, and we use them properly, they impact our world. They have a huge impact on those around us for eternity, at all of it, when we use them. But we... So here's what I want to say is don't leave it behind. Don't, don't neglect that gift. Years ago, first iPad, shortly after the iPads came out, I got one. I didn't even have a case for it yet. But I was, I'd taken it to church and I was, I'd taken notes on it. And afterwards, we're headed out to the car. And this was years ago. So I think we had like three or four kids at the time. And uh, I'm carrying a kid or two. And one's on here and they're jumping around. And we're in a parking lot. And you're kind of herding a bunch of cat, right? Same thing. You're just getting them all where they get all the kids where they need to be. And, and we get them to the car. And I do what I always do. If, when I put something down, I just put it down up high. Like we're, it's on top of the refrigerator, something, any, anything cupboard, whatever. So we get to the car, and I just set my iPad down, and I get the kids in, and uh, the car seat's on the driver's side, so I get that in, get that one in, lock that one in, get the other one in, put that down, hold one down, and I get them all strapped in. We're like, all right, let's go. Get in the car. It's like time to go, and we take off, and we go out the parking lot, and we turn right, get to the little stoplight. We stop, spend a little time there because the light was red, Wait for it to turn green. We turn left. We drive down the road, 45 mile an hour speed limit. So I was going at least 44. And we drive down the road. And, and then we get to the next stop sign and we stop. 
We lived relatively close to church, so then we turned right, went about three quarters of a mile, and stopped and turned in the driveway. And then I turned the car off. And I look over and I do like what most of us do, which is you take the things that you brought with you out of the car. And I look and I'm like, I don't have my iPad. And I'm like, I know where it is. And you know that sinking, just like, oh, feeling? Who's ever gotten it? You're like, oh, thank you. You're like, oh, no. And I open the door. I don't even want to stand up to see. I'm just like, it's gone. The brand new iPad is gone. It's just not in a case. It's just the, like, it doesn't, it doesn't grip 44-ish miles an hour. I'm like, it's, it's gone. So I don't even, I just stick my hand out of the car, and I, and I reach up, and I'm like, it's there. It's on the roof of my car. But now I don't dare move. I'm like, I touched it. If I take my hand off, it's going to slide. It's going to go. It's going to be over. So I get out of the car. I'm all like this. And I'm like, there it is. And I pick up. Everything's fine. Everything is fine. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I took a picture of it. I never Instagram anything. I'm like, send it to everybody. Look what happened. Look, God is so good. I was so happy. But can I tell you something? If I had known it was up there, I would have driven completely different. First of all, I wouldn't leave it there. Right? You take it down. Put it in a seatbelt. Lock it up. Do whatever you need to do. But if I had known it was there, I would have driven completely different. But I didn't know. No surprise that it would act. Woohoo! It was there. But had I known, I would have acted completely different. And here's what I want today to be. I want you to know that you are gifted, that God has given you gifts, and to use those in his kingdom. Don't wait a month, a week, a year, and drive, live like you don't know that God has given you a gift. And no matter what it is, no matter what avenue or what place you are, God wants you to use that gift, and you can use it. A growth track that happens every month, I think we might take care of it, I think most every month, happens the first three Sundays of the month. That's one of the things that we do in there, is help you discover your gifts. There's a gifting test, a spiritual gift, and some other gifts. It's not an end-all, like this is what it is test, but it's a great place to start. It is a great place to start. But God has given you gifts, and it is so much fun when we can begin to use them. And here's the thing, you don't have to wait to be older, younger, more or less married, older, younger kids, more or less kids, just, you can start right now. Doesn't matter what it is. And somebody that I know and that I've witnessed that does that so, so well, there's a couple here, PJ and Shelly. And I asked PJ to come up here and Shelly if she was willing to. And I want to ask them a couple of questions because I have just seen so much how they use their time, they get, how they give time, and the impact that they've had on some people in this room. So, PJ, Shelly, you can come if you want. You don't have to, but we'd love to have you come on up here. They already have a microphone. He's just going to take over the whole service. She is. All right, give them a hand as they come on up here. Come on up. All right, you can sneak right around right over here and use these stairs. Yeah, I'm not getting down there. Come on, get up here. Because for those people who are a little more afraid of the snow, they might be at home streaming the service, and if we're down there, they won't be able to see you very well. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, now that we got you up here, 
I have a whole nother, no, I'm kidding. No, 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 no. No, but something that I, the reason why I asked them if they'd be willing to do this is because over and over I walk through the halls and I just see them pouring into people. I see them here. I, I call people and say, hey, how's it going? He's like, oh, it's going great. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, well, we've got some people from church coming over tonight and we're getting, was it subs? He's like, I got to go get some subs and we're going to get together and we're just going to pray and we're just going to do all this. And, and I love that you guys are doing that, but for somebody who's here and says, how would I, I, I want to impact people, I want to help people, where do, but where do I start? What do I do? I think what you got to do is start at your heart. You know, um, Shell and I have been together three years, and we waited till later in life to really meet the love of your life. But our life is based on, on love, and our relationship is based on Christ as a center. And if you listen to what the gift that God is placing in your heart, and you listen wholeheartedly to what it is, it's just a matter of, it just comes out. There's nothing you can do to stop it. There's nothing you can do to change it. I mean, you can, but if you do, you're, you know, you're walking the wrong path. So the one thing that Shelly and I has always decided is the one thing we want to do more than anything else is just give of our time, give of our home, give of anything and everything we have because we're not taking it with us. We don't want it with us. You know, we would love nothing more than to be multimillionaires. And my whole family used to say, well, that's pretty greedy. no. It has nothing to do with wanting it. I would love to have that kind of money to give to everybody I would want to give to, you know. And we don't have, we're, we're thousand heirs, maybe, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm retired military, and Shelly's still working, <laughs> taking care of daddy. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's not a matter of, of financial giving, but it's what you do with the gifts that God has blessed us with. We are so overblessed um, with what he has given us in such three short years. And there's so many people out there in need. I spend most of my time with veterans. Um, again, I'm retired military, so I got a real softness for my brothers and sisters out there in need. But there's not a day that can go by that we don't see the television or we just see somebody walking down the street and you just, you almost break out into tears because there's something you want to do for them right away. You know, if, if any of you have never watched YouTube, there's uh, the song, Oh Holy Night, but there's a video that goes with it of a homeless guy sitting on a Home Depot bench while his family, very well-to-do family, goes by there, you know, doing all these things and celebrating and buying all the expensive stuff, and the guy keeps seeing this homeless guy. He helps him put a, a tree on, his, on the roof of his car. He doesn't want anything for it. But if you look at these guys' eyes, you can tell that he is an angel. And it just brings me to absolute tears every time I see it because that's what we are meant to do. We are meant to give. We come to serve, but we're meant to give. Give of everything you possibly have. And it may not be financial in your, in, you know, in your plan. It may just be of time. It may be of generosity, of just going up to somebody and hugging them. You know, you, you, you see those people that you know just need a flipping hug, and you give it to them. You know, I'm, I'm not afraid. I'm not ashamed to hug another dude in, in public. You know, bring it. Bring it. I'm secure in my manhood, and I wear pink in the summer. You know, I'm good. <laughs> but there's so many things that I know your heart's desire is to do it, but we hold back. God asks us not to hold back. 
And if you hold back, you're, you, you, you could be that one little gift that that one person needs to just make their day, make their life, yeah. you know. And that, that's just kind of the way we live our life. We live our life through what God tells us to do, and it's such a joy to do it. And it's, it's, it's nothing. Guys, it, it, it takes no effort. Yeah. It just takes absolutely no effort. Now, now, one of the things that you guys do is you guys decided to lead a small group. Mm. Uh, I think the first semester you guys started, and I don't know, did it ever stop? No. No? Okay. So <laughs> let me just ask, whose idea and what made you decide to do that? Whose idea was, was doing a small group? I think collectively we both decided to do it. Okay. Um, we weren't sure... You know, I was looking more, let's try to get some veterans together or families of veterans. I thought would be more along mine, and Shelly wanted to, to deal with okay. single women or women in need. That was our plan. And God said, nope, just open it up. Just open it up. And I'll tell you, we, we have not stopped. We didn't take a summer solstice. We didn't take a winter break. We're not. We're just, we love what we do. And we have got the most incredible, and yes, I'm a little bragging, but we have the most incredible small group. <laughs> Unlike Laura and Joe, who have a group of 35 to 50, they don't know what small means. Um, <laughs> but we've had the same group, and we introduce one or two at a time. And what it is, is it's just a matter of opening your hearts that everybody there feels comfortable, everybody there feels loved and connected. And it's like, we don't want this to stop. You know, why do we want to take a summer break? The church may need to take a summer break, but we don't. <laughs> you know, they may need to take a winter break. We don't. You know, we, just, we stay connected as a family. And I think if you look at the small groups, if you are not in a small group, please, please, please start one yourself. Get involved with one because you don't know how that can and will change your life. I mean, you look at all these small groups as small churches. You know, we're not taking anything away from Life West because this is our home. But your small group can be a small little church that you may feel a little more comfortable saying things there, you know, than you would here. But it just opens up so many doors, and it can really help you find your gifts. And I think that's what it did for us is it really, it, it molded us together to be more as a couple. Just looking at the way things we want to discuss. What is it we're going to discuss this week? Um, take ideas from the small group, and then we do the research, and we just let it all hang out. I mean, Mikey's new to us now, and we're so blessed that Mikey's with us, and Iris and Nick, who are new to the church and new to Allendale, took, took God's word just to move from Arizona up here. Allendale, Michigan? Really? Where in the flip is Allendale, Michigan? They were aware of Grand Rapids, but they never heard of Allendale. And God put it on our heart. We're going to take that family in. They're our new, they're our new family. We have Katie and Eric. We have Dan and, and Norma. It's our family. So if you, if, you, if you want to be part of a family, your family may not be here or your family's here and you don't want to be part of your family, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which is some of us, some, we all have dysfunctional families. Come to one of our families. Come to one of the Life West small group families because I promise you, I promise you, it'll be one of the best decisions you make here. Thank you guys so very, very much. Give them a hand. I'll take it. I'm afraid you're going to start talking again. Thank you so very, very much. One of the things I love about it is that they just started. I should have given you the microphone. Probably should leave it down there. But one of the things I absolutely love is that they just they said, we're just going to do it. 
And I know that there's people here who are like, oh, okay, I might be, uh, I don't know, where do I start? What, what do I do exactly? I, I'm that tradesman, or you know, I have a business, but how, how, what does that really mean? What, what do I do with this? Start somewhere. If you haven't been through growth track, get in there. If you know what your gift is, do something with it. Because just knowing is not the same as using it. Use that gift, but start somewhere, anywhere. Don't wait until you're living that perfect life and you've done nothing wrong. It's never going to happen. It's not going to happen. Don't wait until, oh, I'll start doing this when, when my house is a little cleaner. Nobody's house is clean, okay? Th- then I'll be able to do this. Or, oh, well, when we do this, tomorrow never comes. Tomorrow never comes. Just decide, hey, I- I'm going to begin whatever it may be, whatever it may be, say, I'm going to begin. I'm going to use the gift that he's given me. I want to make a difference. I'm going to use it to make a difference in the world around me. Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.